that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. But that God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan in the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired and Jesus said, forgive them as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Welcome to Word and Worship on Sunday morning that we do um, where we dig into scriptures as well as uh, listen to some beautiful worship videos um, that have scripture attached to it. So again, we do this every Friday and Monday, Friday at 5, uh, Sunday, every Friday and Sunday, Friday and Sunday at 10 a.m. CST, 5 p.m. CST. And then we also have praise and prayer on Mondays and Thursdays after the show that are about an hour and a half of praising the Lord with the same type of beautiful worship videos and uh, hearing praises from multiple people and then lifting up your specific prayers. So uh, you can also do your um, your personal written prayers that will get a lot of prayer warriors on it by right there at neighborhood.social and going to the, the group of the written prayer requests. Okay, you can also find that link um, in the new app. The new app you can download at blessedteach.com slash apps. Um, I'm just gonna show you that real quick because this is an important part of what we do is making sure that you guys understand how to get to different things and that's new and i'm really excited about it because there's like 25 different places you can get to like my clips of my teachings clips of gus's teachings there's uh, all these uh, all the scriptures that we uh, all the music we have listed of what their artists are and what the and all the scriptures we attach to each of the verses that's all available to you at your fingertips right if you have the app 
and it's really hard to find all these things that have tons of links but the apps kind of just just brings you there so you go to blessedteach.com apps that'll bring you to a screen just like this you can use the qr code there as well with your with your camera on your phone and you can get right to this so i'm gonna pull my cross out and we're gonna roll here with a prayer uh, before we go, but there, there's a, there's what you can download. So let me uh, go to this prayer. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much again for the privilege of having this platform, for the privilege of having your word of God, the sword of the spirit um, to guide us. And Lord, may we learn more about your word and how we need to use it and wield it as a sword of, sword of the spirit, as a weapon during this time period. Lord, and may we understand and that you are who the right God is, the right Jesus is, the right Holy Spirit, and, uh, and we're going to dig into that today, Lord. Allow that to become become extremely apparent to everyone about all these false teachings versus what the truth is. Give us truth, Lord. May your spirit of truth penetrate us to the, the during this video, whether it's people are listening to it the recording or they're listening to it live here, Lord. And may we just uh, just have your presence here when we play your music and worship you through the scripture that you've given us, Lord. We love you. And we present this time to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So again, um, uh, download that app and you'll be able to find uh, just so much of uh, what we've been pulling together the last five years, right? And it's finally all, all at your fingertips with the B2T Ministries app. We also have the neighborhood.social app as well, which will allow you to chat with people, get, get engaged and not be isolated with other Christian believers that are uh, awake to what's going on out there, right? And you can just go to neighborhood.social as well. Uh, but uh, you'll find this again on blessedteach.com slash apps or use that QR code right there to get to the screen. I think there might be a link down in the bottom of the video as well. So we want you to download that app and tell us what you think. Um, we are excited about uh, this, this new part. We're gonna dig into um, a little bit of what I'm gonna show you what we're gonna go over today. And uh, it's basically a letter that I was writing to a um, person who felt Islam actually was similar to or, or, or the same God as as, as uh, the Bible. And that's just not true, right? I, I kind of fell for that for a while when, um, when, when we really get into the gene decode stuff and really, I believe, went on the wrong direction that where God didn't want us to, he wanted us to be biblical and, and, and seek truth, um, not from, not, not from uh, esoteric stuff that it can't be found anywhere else and really focus on biblical truth. And, um, and, and I wrote this to, to a person to help them understand what the right God is and the right Jesus. And that's important. Why is that important? We, because our very salvation is based on Jesus, right? And, the, and, and you have to have the right God as well. If you don't have the right God, you're breaking the first commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, right? If you don't have the right Jesus, you can't be saved. Right, that's very clear, right? You get to say, Jesus is the Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Well, if you had the wrong God and the wrong Jesus, Satan's won again, right? That's what he does. He wants, he's, a, he's a great deceiver. He wants to deceive you into, into thinking about uh, believing a God that, that's not the right God. And he wants you to trust a Jesus that's not the right Jesus, right? And then obviously, he does not want you at all cost to understand the free gospel. It's 100% Jesus and 0% you, and all you do is accept that free gift. That's what he wants to kill. So if, he, if, you, if you start talking about, oh, it's a free gift of faith in Jesus, but you have the wrong Jesus, or you are basically have the wrong God, um, which made the universe, uh, that, that if you have the wrong Jesus, you have the wrong God, right? So this is a very 
simple thing, I believe. People use the word confusion, but God's not the, the author of confusion. What, what it is is God is way bigger than us. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. So you can't put God in a little box. You gotta understand what does the Bible, what does the Bible clearly teach about the, the Godhead, about three persons, about, about he's the only one that's ever existed or will ever exist. So it's important. We're gonna dig into a lot of scripture today. So uh, if you want to make sure you get this on, um, on Monday night, I do my show notes for Sunday and Monday, and you'll get all that on Tuesday morning. So make sure you can just go blessedteach.com, and then right there you can sign up for the show notes. You get all these notes, and there's gonna be a lot of them. Okay, so I'm gonna go to this view where I'm showing my a Word document I created where I pulled this in here, right? And this is this is fun for me, guys, because this is something that. I couldn't believe, uh, as I became a believer way back in 1992, right after seeing the Jesus movie and walking down that uh, in a very liberal place, Austin, Texas, getting my MBA, and and when I accepted Christ, He was really working on me, and and I became an apologist, and I was dating, as you know, a Mormon person at that time that was trying to make me a Mormon, and I was trying to make her a secularist. I became a Christian. It was a really wild time, and. What I what I realized is I needed to get really good at understanding what the truth was. Just like a counterfeit dollar, um, the counterfeit experts they understand every single detail of the, of the dollar, right? So they can see a counterfeit no matter what it is, because they understand the original so much. So I wanted to understand the Bible so well that I could I could I could spot all these incorrect teachings of the cults that teach that God was once a man, which is which is which is false. So he had to earn his way to godhood. False. He's a, that there's many many gods. That's what Mormonism teaches. No, there's not. It says, as man is, man was, and man may become. That's what's taught, taught to every Mormon. And they, and if they really think about that, that's saying that God was once never God. That's just not true. Um, there's many gods out there that you can become a god yourself. That's just not true. Um, and and then you get the wrong Jesus because they say Jesus is the brother of Satan. When Jesus in the in the scriptures is the creator, he's not created. He's the creator. He's the third, he's the uh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He's the second person of the Trinity. So we're going to be talking about that. So here's this, so here is this, this uh, letter I wrote. And I have a lot of scripture in here, as you'll see as we go, go through here. All the italics is scripture. So we're going to be going over all these different um, um, scriptures I think you really will enjoy. So this entire letter I wrote, and then a lot of this was based upon an article in uh, talk, asking about the Trinity on gotquestions.org. I'm not even sure if that, that uh, link is still up, but um, this is where I, where I grabbed a lot of the information from talking about the scripture. So scr uh, 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 apologize for the scrolling, but we're going to get into some music right now and we're going to come back and really dig into this, okay? So uh, we're going start to start with a beautiful worship song called Lord, I Need You. And we, again, we need the right Jesus. The right God, the right gospel, right? That's what we're going to be focused on today. And uh, we really need that, right? Especially at this point in time when he's given us authority on earth, right? Obviously, if you don't have the true Holy Spirit in you and the wrong God, the wrong Jesus, you're not going to have the power and authority that he wants us to have at this point in time. So by the end of this episode, I think you'll be very comfortable on who the real God is and uh, really be able to cement into the verses of where of where it says, says that Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are three persons but that there's only one god and never nor will it be, never be any other god he is the first cause as well which is a which is an important thing so let's dig into lord i need you i'll read this first one and i see nets here thank you net for being here it's awesome 
I know a lot of uh, our normal uh, worshipers on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays um, have a have a church home, which is great. This is this is be your church home if you like it, but it can also just be a compliment to your church. And many people watch this after the fact, so thank you for joining us here. Lord, I come, I confess, I need you, my righteousness, my one defense, this lyric in the song says. So we link that into 1 Peter 2.24. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is that not beautiful? And uh, the second lyric in this says, you're the one that guides my heart where sin runs deep, but your grace is more. Woo. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Remember Psalm, it turns on the light to your feet, but he goes further by even showing you the light for which way to go, which way those feet need to go. That's that, and that's, what is it? Your word. It's the scripture that we're talking about right now, right? You see, where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. This song also talks, uh, the third lyric is, teach my song to rise to you. When temptation comes my way, when I cannot stand, I, I'll fall on you. And I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving in Psalm 69, 30. And then we see, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That's 1 Peter 5.10. We need the Lord, don't we? Yes, let's sing that to him. Praise him.
Alright, somebody's saying the sound's not working great, so I'm going to make a couple adjustments. Hopefully, that may be on your side, I'm hoping. With some of the, it looks like I've got my sound settings correct. I'm going to come back here for just a second. Just to check all my sound settings. Let me know how it's working for others. Okay, okay, that might have been on, on, uh, oh yes, I had the wrong setting on um, Zoom, so it was working well on Rumble, but not Zoom. Thank you, thank you, Annette. So I got that fixed. All right, so this is, uh, Annette's going to read this one. This is, your grace is enough. Thank you, Annette. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a blessing to be here again, Rick. <laughs> uh, your grace is enough. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Corinthians 12, 9a. Second one, great is your faithfulness. You lead us by still waters. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3, 23. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Psalm 23, 2. And a third, remember your people. Remember your promise. Remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all of my troubles. Mm -hmm. Psalm 119, 49 to 50, NLT. And the fourth one, great is your love and justice, God. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Psalm 57, 10, NIV. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for Him. Isaiah 31, 18. Awesome, you can even see the bottom line. <laughs> yes, I did. All right. Paul is saying this sounds good. Let's 
worship to good graces of God. He never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
Isn't that true about how great his faithfulness is? Um, I'll tell you what, uh, that, that's just uh, one reason we do all these beautiful songs. We've got many more in the pipeline, by the way. Just added a couple more songs um, that Annette will work on the scriptures for, and, and we pray about that, and then um, get it to the videographer who, who puts video and sound, so adds a little sound into it, and uh, makes the lyrics up front, the scriptures at the bottom, so make sure as you're worshiping, it just links you back to that Word of God, right? That's what this is all about. And that's what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna get into um, a discussion of, of who, who God really is, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually gonna make this text a lot bigger. Sorry for the scrolling again. But this will allow me to really make this big for those people on a mobile phone. So I, had, I made it really big, but then I realized, you know, for mobile phones, it might even need to be bigger. So that's about five times bigger than what I had it before. So you can close your eyes and I'll come back to the screen while I scroll so it doesn't uh, get anybody dizzy back there. <laughs> so I made this text a lot bigger so we can all um, read it together, right? Or you can just follow along because this is, a, this is a, a very vital and important topic, right? It says, understanding the true God and Trinity. First, we should reason and understand that the New Testament undoubtedly reaches there, uh, undoubtedly teaches there is only one God. So again, the New Testament undoubtedly teaches there is only one God, and that Jesus claimed to be God, and that Jesus was the Father and the Holy Spirit during the creation process. To many, these are big statements, but that is why I am writing this article and being so bold as to what the Bible teaches up front. Anyone who says the Trinity is not taught in the Bible, or that Jesus did not understand and clearly show he was God in flesh, does not understand the clear teaching of the Bible as shown in this article. Also, you can research yourself the many different versions, including the actual Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. Use an online Bible like Bible.com or Bible, I use Bible Gateway right now a lot. I have a separate teaching on the reliability of the Bible. For those interested, you can contact me at info at blessedteach.com for more information. Now, a lot of that on the reliability of the Bible is in a class um, called Impactor for Truth that you can get to. I'm gonna make one more adjustment here um, to get a couple other things cleaned up on my screen as I usually don't teach from a Word document. So I'm just gonna pull that down, see if it let me go higher a little bit. There we go. You can see that's a Word document. I guess it doesn't need to be that high. I'm gonna just expand it a little bit for you guys. Ah, it's not gonna let me do that. So I'll just do this and spread it out as much as possible. That hopefully gives you guys massive text there. So now the, the next section is just talking about one God, right? And how important it is to understand that there will never be more than one God, right? Anybody that teaches that God was never God in the past and that you can become a God yourself and he, he evolved into God are just, just false teachings and you got to run from those, right? And uh, so I'll tell people often that they're red-pilled on, on stuff, but they are not red-pilled on their own religion. There's a lot of religions out there that teach incorrect doctrine. So we just need to make sure that we are, we are, uh, you know, be careful about about what we're teaching. We're gonna flip this on there. There we go. All right, now I'm ready to go. We should start by establishing that there is only one true God in all existence. That is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. Those are those three major characters characteristics we talk about, right? Again, He is what? He is omniscient, all knowing, omnipotent, all powerful. 
and omnipresent everywhere at the same time. That's the true God. That's a big God. So you can't put him in a box, right? Most people want to put the almighty God in a box and try to think of him in human terms when he is the Alpha and the Omega, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. Many, many verses in both the Old and New Testament teach there is only one God and I could take 10 pages showing you. And again, I have a whole other document on just showing it's one God. But let me just reference a few New Testament examples. Jesus himself taught there was only one true God in Mark 12, 29. So every time you see italics, we're going to be talking about um, uh, scripture. And when you see um, red, it says Jesus speaking, right? So it says the most important one, and when he's, he's asked what, what's the most important commandment, right? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's, and, and, and I wanted to come to come back to this. If you went back to the actual, um, in this in this case, it would be Greek, right? Um, and you go, but then you go where he's quoting from from another scripture in the Old Testament that was Hebrew. You go back to the actual Hebrew. This is going to say, here over the Jehovah our Elohim, the Jehovah is one. I mentioned that because some cults say, well, well, Elohim's this entity and Jehovah's this entity. No, scripture does not allow for that. Uh, Elohim is, is a grandiose word to, to talking about the, the, the God and, and, and Jehovah is more of a personal God, but it's talking about the same God. There's only one God, okay? Jehovah, Elohim, Adonai, it's got all kinds of names, right? We have a whole, we have a whole uh, song about that. What a beautiful name. Maybe we'll play that next just to kind of show all the names of Jesus, right? <laughs> but in John 17, 3, uh, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Right? The only true God. There's not. There's no, no other God, guys. And it's not the Muslim God. And we're going to talk about that. It's, it's not the God of Mormonism. That's a false God. It's not the God of Jehovah's Witness. That's a false God. Why? Because they deny what I'm teaching. What, what Scripture clearly shows is true. Okay? Many, many other religions... Um, versus the relationship with the true Jesus. But we have to at least say, hey, we, what is, who is Jesus, right? We gotta have the right one. We gotta know who's the right, right God, right? That way we can get to the right gospel. And this, and this is what Satan wants to confuse. He wants to get you so confused and tell you that the Trinity is confusing. Well, it's not, it's just what it teaches. And this is a big God that is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent, right? 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. The entire Bible overwhelmingly confirms there is only one God. Some of my memory verses are on this as well. And I think, I think I'll get to another one that it, but it, may, it may not be in here, but it's Isaiah 43.10. And I just love it because it talks about it just talks about, hey, you, are, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen. So he's talking to you, right? And he's saying, and he's saying if you really think you're, you're Jesus, he's talking to you. And what does he say? He says, that you may know and believe me and understand. I want you to, he's serious about this. I want you to, I, for, for, I, that you will know and believe me and understand that I am he no, before me, no God was formed, nor will there be after me. That's Isaiah 43.10. Right? It's a memory verse that's very important because we want you to know and believe and understand that there is only one God. And no God was formed before him and none will be after him. 
right? So he's the first cause. It's in, it, nothing could have existed if it wasn't for something that's always existed. That's what the first cause is, right? Nothing would be here if you didn't have a first cause. He's eternal. That's why the, you know, we're, we're Omega. We're, we, we go, we, we, we get to live in eternity, right? As long as we accepted Christ in heaven, it's a beautiful thing. But we weren't Alpha. He always existed. We, we didn't. We were created. He's the creator, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, right? We'll get into that. Jesus is both man and God in the flesh. The Bible teaches Jesus was not just a man, but also God in flesh. Let's start with John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's John 1.1. A little later, John 1.14 shows the Word is Jesus as He became flesh and made His dwelling among us. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. There are three important things in John 1 1 about, about the Jesus and the Father. Number one, that clearly taught Jesus was in the beginning, he was present at creation. Jesus had existed eternally with God, right? He was not a created being. That's another thing that a lot of religions mess up, right? Uh, Islam is going to teach you that Jesus was just a prophet, that he was created. That's a false Jesus. Mormonism is going to say he's the brother of Satan and he was created. That's a false Jesus, right? It's important to understand who the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel is. And it said that the second thing in this verse that John 1, 1 teaches is Jesus is distinct from the Father. He was with God. He was distinct from the Father, right? But also, Jesus is the same as God in nature. He was God. This is clearly teaching the Trinity right out of John 1.1. This is why the, the Jehovah's Witnesses went and altered scripture to try to change this verse, this very verse, because they knew it taught, um, it taught, it taught what they didn't teach. Jehovah's Witnesses teach um, that Jehovah God is, is, is one God and, and, and Jesus is different than that. That's wrong. It's a false God. It's a false Jesus, right? And, uh, and so they had to go change scripture. And we have all kinds of 24,000 copies of the actual extant copies of, of uh, the New Testament in different languages. It's like 5,600 in Greek and all these other different Assyrian texts and everything. You pull them all together. We have, there's no question, John 1.1. 1, 1, nobody questions that verse. It says what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, is what John 1.1 1, 1 says. It's teaching the Trinity. It's teaching this beautiful, awesome, omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent God that you can't put in a box. He is big, and he, and he is, is three persons of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Three in one. Was Jesus really present at creation? Unlike any other life, man, or prophet, John 1, 1 seems to teach. That's right. Wow, was he there? Yes, Colossians 1.16 clearly teaches that God created all things through Jesus Christ. He, what did he do? He said, he, said Let the, he, created, he created everything with his mouth, right? And, 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 and what, what's that? He spoke words. And who's the word of God? Jesus just said it in 1 John 1. The word of God. And he says, and so, so this is Colossians 1.16 says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Woo! That's Jesus. God, God, basic the Father, used, used Jesus to create everything. He was the creator. Now, we know that the Spirit was all over the earth on, John, on Genesis 1-1, right? So we know the Spirit was there. They're all there. 
And we see Hebrews 1, 2 says, In the last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he also he made the universe. This is all over scripture, guys, that, that, that Jesus was there at, at, at creation. Okay? Hebrews 1, 3 even says Jesus sustains all things in the, in the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he has provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. In addition, Jesus himself clearly claimed to be God in the flesh by, this is important. Some people say, well, I don't see any quotes where Jesus says, I am, I am Adonai, right? We said, we, but, but he did do these three things that clearly show that he knew he was God in flesh, right? Accepting worship. Only God should accept worship. And many verses show Jesus was worshiped. And when he was worshiped, he did not correct anyone, right? In Matthew 14, 33, he says, then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. And in and, and all these examples, Jesus doesn't correct them, okay? Not Matthew 9, 18. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, my daughter has just died, but put, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Luke 24, 51 through 53. And this man from the synagogue, that's in The, the Chosen. It's beautiful, beautiful passage. If you, if you, uh, it's in theaters until Wednesday. Um, episodes one through three and then in theaters it's going to be episodes four through six and then after a couple weeks it'll be episodes seven and eight that's in the u.s i think and so if you want to see it in theaters go support the chosen i, I love this I've, I've supported it heavily and just makes makes it real for many people and so uh a beautiful but uh the whole, whole point is jesus is being worshipped here right then those who were in the boat worshipped him it's a, the synagogue leader knelt before him, right? Luke 24, 51 through 53 says, while he was blessing them, he parted from them and was carried up to heaven. And they, after worshiping him, returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising God. So they're praising God, but they're worshiping Jesus. Do you worship any, should you be worshiping anybody besides God? No. Why do we worship Jesus then? Because he is God in flesh. Right, He's, he was the creator. Just he was uh, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, one God. Never will be one. Never, never one was before. No one, no one be ever. He is the only one. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is, is how he presents himself as a person in his personhoods. Right, and you see Matthew two eleven. And going into this house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Even angels worship him as shown in Hebrews 1.6. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Okay? Angels never worship a prophet or a man, but the angels knew Jesus was God or they would not have worshiped him. We, his servants, will also worship Jesus, the Lamb of God on the throne in the future, as stated by Revelation 22.3. No longer will there be anything accursed but the throne of God, of the Lamb, will be in it, and his servants will worship him. Woo! So, um, got, a, got a troll on there. Thank you, Paula, for taking care of that. I appreciate you. Um, but, guys, so, the, so that's the first thing. We know, undoubtedly, that Jesus accepted worship. People worship Jesus. Um, that's, and, and Jesus never corrected them. 
So he accepted worship. What else did he do? He forgave sins. Only God can actually forgive all of man's sins, correct? Well, Jesus forgave sins many, many times in the Bible, <laughs> right? Let's look at some examples. Mark 2, 5 through 7, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? So there you go. So this is what the Pharisees and Sadducees had a problem with. They knew that only God can forgive sins and Jesus is forgiving sins, right? Why? Because he's claiming to be God in flesh. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> and they rejected the one, unfortunately, the cornerstone, as we often sing. Mark 28, 8 through 2 continues. Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that, is, that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, "Give, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. Clearly, Jesus forgiving sins. Also, Jesus forgave the sins of a sinful woman who came to Jesus while he ate at Simon and the Pharisee's house. Seeing her reverence, Jesus compared her love with Simon's lack of love. When Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven, in Luke 7:48. The New Testament gospel. Gospel means good news. Remember that. And it says, My friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. That's in Acts 13, 38. The only way this is possible if Jesus is God. He's the only one that can forgive. Okay? So this, and guys, it, the reason I'm coming back to this and I decided to come back to this because it's like, we can mess the simplest things up sometimes because there's the great deceivers out there trying to use religion to destroy our relationship with the true Jesus and the true God, right? That's why I'm trying to cement this in everyone is that, is that we are worshiping the correct Jesus and there's a lot of false Jesuses out there and there's a lot of false gods out there, right? And uh, Islam does not, it, this is not one God and all these different religions on the mountain go up a different path to the same God. Because they teach completely different things and completely different Jesuses as well, right? So the third reason we know that Jesus claimed to be God is he said, he, he literally said, before Abraham was, I am. Okay, see John 8, 58, if you, if you want even more proof that Jesus knew he was God. You are not yet 50 years old, they said to him. And you have seen Abraham? Very, very truly. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple guards. The temple grounds, I'm sorry. So you see that, look at that. They're gonna stone him because they they thought that was blasphemy. Well, it was only blasphemy if it wasn't true. And it was true. We had God in flesh here. But clearly he is pointing back to Exodus where, where God was talking to Moses at the burning bush. 
Jesus was clearly referencing back to Exodus 3.14 where God told Moses, I am who I am. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Jesus clearly claimed to be the great I am of the Old Testament. He confirmed it again in John 13.9. I am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. The above three items with Jesus claiming to be God is why the Jews numerous times tried to kill him throughout his ministry. And the main reason why they ultimately demanded his, he is crucified. It's also why Pilate put on the cross king of the Jews and refused to change it. Remember they said, no, the Jews were sitting there going, no, say he say said he was the king of the Jews. And he goes, I have written what I have written. Pilate put on the cross, king of the Jews, and refused to change it. Pilate knew that Jesus was claiming to be God of the universe, just as the Bible clearly teaches. Now, another um, thing that some uh, the Muslim religion will say, said God can't die, right? Did God die? Of course not. The human body of the second person, the Trinity, died. This death was the final sacrifice, so no longer do we need priests to do animal sacrifices to forgive sins. Why? Jesus has been resurrected in victory and his death was a substitute for your sins. Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. As Hebrews 6.19 and 20 says, Jesus is the high priest forever. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest forever. Jesus himself clearly knows his blood is the good news, the good news gospel, the new covenant promise of how our sins are now forgiven. Matthew 28, 26 says, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. And um, I'm gonna take a break after this paragraph <clears throat> to get into some more music, but this says, the Old Testament foreshadowed this new promise and God through his grace has provided us a savior by coming to earth himself as Jesus, God in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, as a free gift for our salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, for grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one can boast. So you were saved by faith alone, 100% Jesus is 0% us. But then it continues, once you're saved, you're justified by believing in your heart, you say it with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Those two combination gives you salvation. And then it says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Because we love him so much, we're gonna start doing things his way, right? Which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. I guess I gotta go through this. Jesus simply gives us no choice. He's either the Lord, God, as he claims, a lunatic or a liar. You can't say he's just a prophet. He doesn't give you the choice, right? This is a this is an argument by C.S. Lewis. It's made in his, in, have several of his books. He's, 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 Jesus is either the Lord, a liar, or a lunatic. Why? Because he claimed to be God very specifically, right? So obviously the Pharisees thought he was a liar, right? Some people, the Greeks often say um, that the message of the cross is foolishness, right? They thought he was a lunatic. 
He's either he's either a liar or a lunatic or a lord. You've got to make that choice. He cannot just be a prophet because he clearly claimed to be divine many, many times. Even Thomas, after Jesus died on the cross, said to the resurrected Jesus, my Lord and my God, in John 20, 28. And Jesus did not correct him, but instead affirmed his statement. Then Jesus went to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas replied, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. We can only conclude that Jesus knew and confirmed he is our Lord and our God. All right. That's the right Jesus and the right God, right? Father, Holy, Father, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And um, we're now going to get to understand the misperception of the Holy Spirit after we worship to three or four more songs. That's want to dig into the Spirit right now. Um, and we're going to see that this whole Trinity just makes perfect sense, beautiful sense. The Holy Spirit's in us, right? We often talk about Christ living in us, right? So Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are um, the yeah, are, are, are the personhoods of and, and the Holy Spirit is a person. He can be grieved, right, as an example. But let's dig in um, to just raising the hallelujah to this awesome God that we have, right? You see right now it says, raise a hallelujah. And uh, th that first lyric is, we raise a hallelujah. And what's interesting is hallelujah mean a joyous praise and song and jaw refers to Yahweh or God. So you put that together, and when we say hallelujah, we're saying we joyfully praise God in song. That's what we do every Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday here on this channel, right? So come and join us and do just that. And Psalm 95.1 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. So make that joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. That's what hallelujah is. You look at the second... Uh, Lyric says, in the presence of our enemies, right out of Psalm 23, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And you see, our weapon is a melody. And um, this is interesting. Just to think about your praise, your singing can be a weapon, right? Because, woo, especially if it's a, if it's a song that is, that is attached to scripture. That's why we do this. And you see in 2 Chronicles 20, 21, where the, the, the praise band went in front of the army. He appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire. And they went before the army. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men who had come against Judah so that they were routed. They all helped destroy one another. So we praise and worship the enemy. The globalists are going to destroy themselves. It says, heaven comes to fight for me. You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. Right out of Deuteronomy 3.22. He fights for us if we just praise him. This is why we worship him with our heart. Let's raise a hallelujah. Praise a hallelujah. Hallelujah Louder than 
God has put all things in subjection under his feet.
come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Annette, will you mind doing uh, Open the Eyes of Our Heart? Mm. I always love to mm. read this. One, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Ephesians 1.18a And the second one, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who, is, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. Isaiah 57.15a and he, Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. Matthew 7, 2. And number three, pour out your power and love. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might? Ephesians 1.19 Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. 1 John 4.8 And the fourth, as we sing holy, 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 holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah 6.3b Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Why come? Revelation 4 8. All right, you can see the bottom now. I love it. <laughs> Here we go. All right, I love it. Aspen W. Y. Girl saying, Thank you so much. I love this song. It seemed to open the eyes of my heart.
Welcome back. We'd love to have you here. We were talking about all the names of Jesus. Right? We were talking about Jehovah and Elohim and all that. This whole video, the videographer put the Rose of Sharon here. All these, every single video clip that comes here is going to show like 40 or plus names of Jesus, right? So let's, uh, let's attach some of this to scripture too. What a beautiful, wonderful, and powerful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing can compare to this. Looks at the mysteries of our God, once hidden for generations, have now been revealed through Jesus in Colossians 1.26. Second lyric in this song says, You were the word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High. That's the Trinity right there we're talking about. Your hidden glory revealed in you are Christ. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Did we not just study that? John 1.1 1, 1. It's clearly teaching that Jesus was not created, he was the creator. You didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. That's Jesus coming down, right? My sin was great, but your love was greater. By canceling the record of death that stood against us, he set aside nailing it to the cross, Colossians 2.14. And then it says, the fourth verse in the song talks about, death could not hold you, for you are raised to life again. What can separate us now? And you look at Romans 8, 38 and 39, it says, For I'm sure that neither death nor life nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Woo! Powerful stuff. Look at every one of these videos at the bottom right above the scripture. It's going to show the name of Jesus as we go along in the song. It's worship.
threat of death that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nail it to the cross. To just judge. Every video was a different name of Jesus. You first saw the Rose of Sharon and she showed you the bright morning star. Who is Jesus? He's the creator. He's the savior. He's our Lamb of God. He's the bread of life. He's the King of Kings. He's the beginning and the end. He's the root of David. He's the hope of the nations. He's Emmanuel. He's a redeemer. He's a son of man. He's our advocate. He's the word. He's a good shepherd. He's the fountain of living water. He's the rock, the true vine, the chief cornerstone, the mediator of the covenant. He's the just judge, the resurrection and the life, the lion of the tribe of Judah, He's the son of righteousness. He's the lily of the valley. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the amen. He's the Prince of Peace, the humble King, the image of God, the King of Israel. He's the exalted one. He's a servant King. He was a carpenter. He was a man of sorrows. 
He's a bridegroom. He's a light of the world. He's a miracle worker. He's the great I am. It's Jesus. Ooh, I don't know about you, but that was those songs that just get to my, get me right, right to the throne of God. That's why we do this uh, four days a week, to make sure that with the video and the audio and just the presence of the Lord, we can just worship Him. And we'll get to a bit of that more before we end today. I wanted to make sure um, you understand what Word and Worship's all about. It's about really making sure that we're worshiping and our hearts right and that we're always attaching that worship to the scripture, the word of God, which is Jesus, right? And uh, Jesus has many names, and we just studied all those. And he was the creator, right? Not created. That's a very big difference in all the faults, almost many, many, many false religions, including Islam, teach that Jesus was a created being and only a prophet and not the son of God, right? And many of the cults, Christian cults, do that same thing. They, they bring Jesus down to a human and and uh, and they or they teach the incorrect God that there's multiple gods let's 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 cement in on who he is he's the only one that can save there's, all the other religions do not teach the same God they're they're all extremely different right and the Bible, the Bible clearly has been preserved for us in a mighty way and it's reliable and trustworthy has not been changed what textual criticism, I, I, that's why I have a whole class on the reliability of the Bible, talking about textual criticism and how we can see the massive, it's the most, the most reliable document antiquity by far, nothing even comes close. You can trust the Bible. We can go back to the actual original Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek. So, so if you can read the extant copies of those that are closer in time than any other book of antiquity, and we have more copies to be able to compare than any other book of antiquity, you can trust the Word of God. Isn't that beautiful? All right, let's get into Holy Spirit. Because this is an important thing too. If you really look at, there's a, there's a lot of people that teach incorrect Holy Spirit, okay? We already just talked about how Satan does not want you to know who the good, real God is, because that he wants you to break the first commandment. <laughs> he doesn't want you to know who the real Jesus is, because that's the only one who can save you. And then he doesn't want you to know who the real Holy Spirit is, because that's who's supposed to be inside you. And if you misunderstand that, you're not going to use the power of the Holy Spirit, right? But you got to understand that the Holy Spirit is a person, not just some spiritual force, right? Also, remember, the Holy Spirit or Spirit of God is a person, not a force. Now, almost all this is coming from that gotquestions.org, um, which I have a link into this, and you'll get those show notes on Tuesday morning if you sign up um, at blessedteach.com. Um, again, he's not a force as incorrectly taught by some. He's God and the third person of the Trinity, as proven by both the Old and New Testament scripture. So here's all these examples. We are not to grieve the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 4.30. The Spirit can be sinned against in Isaiah 63.10 and lied to in Acts 5.3. We are to obey him in Acts 10.19-21 and honor him in Psalm 51.11. He was personally involved in creation in Genesis 1-2. So you can see this goes for quite a while. So let's go dig into a few of these. And um, I'll see, see what this is going to bring up in Brave. So I'm going to flip over here to show you that. And here's Ephesians 4.30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Right? So clearly, 
this is only that this is uh, that these these verses will sample a few of these so that you'll get a, a good comfort on um, what they have documented here as well. You can sin against the Holy Spirit according to 61:3. So let me go to that. It says, "But they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. Therefore, He turned to be their enemy, and Himself fought against them." So in Isaiah 60, that's that, that's uh, Isaiah 63:10. Here you see in I'm going to go back to the Word document. Um, lot, um, he, that was where they sinned against him and lied to. We are to obey him in Acts 19 to 20 and honor him in Psalm 50, uh, 11. We know he was personally involved in creation, right? Obviously, if we go back to Genesis, you're going to see the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the God was hovering over the face of the waters. I'm sorry, then the Spirit of God. There's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the, the, the there. So you can see, this hopefully gives you a little bit more perspective on what the Holy Spirit really is. Again, I'm going to back up. We are not to grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be sinned against and lied to. We are to obey Him and honor Him. We are personally involved. He was personally involved in the creation. He empowers God's people, Zechariah 4.6. He guides, Romans 8.14. He comforts, John 14.26. He convicts, John 16.8. He teaches, John 16.13. He restrains sin, Isaiah 59.19. And gives commands in Acts 8.29. Each of these works requires the involvement of a person rather than a mere force, thing, or idea. The Holy Spirit's attributes also point to his personality. The Holy Spirit has life. In Romans 8.2. Let me go to Romans 8.2 a little bit to talk about that. Here it is. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Spirit of life has set you free. Right, talking about there um, Romans 8.2. The Holy Spirit has life. So this comes back to that personhood. So the Holy Spirit is a person. Remember that. And just like Jesus is a person, the Father is a person. This is the three persons of the Trinity. Right? He has a will in 1 Corinthians 12, 11. He is omniscient, 1 Corinthians 2, 10, and 11. Um, that's all powerful. Right? Let's look at that. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2, um, 11 and 12. Let me see if I can just blow that up bigger for the mobile phones. See if I can do that. But I might have turned off my music on accident with a command. Let's see here. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back to see if I can get that back on. No, it's gonna. It's gonna. Oh, it might might be just the way I have it set up. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person? which is in him. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So there you see um, clearly he's, he knows. He knows the thoughts, our thoughts. He's inside us. He knows our thoughts, right? So let me go back to uh, the Word document. So again, I'm coming back to the Holy Spirit attributes also point to his personality. The Holy Spirit has a life, has a will, is omniscient, is eternal, is omnipresent. A force could not possess all these attributes, but the Holy Spirit does. Trinity means tri-unity, one God, three persons. 
unity and monotheism are vital to the understanding of the Trinity. The unity of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost coming together as the only God that will ever exist or ever, or ever will be formed, right? Again, he wants, you to, he wants you to understand this. He wants you to know this. He wants you to believe this. That's what uh, Isaiah uh, 43, 10. In fact, I feel led to just go to that. Let me, let me go to, I wonder why that brave browser doesn't have my music in it on it anyway. It doesn't really matter, I guess. I just won't have music when I'm showing you this. Now there it goes. Now it's staying for me. Okay. So, no, that's showing my Word document. It hasn't gone to Brave yet. Okay, it's being it's being stubborn on me. We'll just we'll just stick here and not do that. Now um, what what was there? Okay. Now I see what I did. I have to go over here and hit Isaiah. 4310. Again, one of my favorite um, verses because of the, I'm probably going to go to the NIV because that's just the one I have memorized now. Because I've had this for in my, up for a long time. And uh, 4310, NIV, I'm looking at right now. And what's powerful about this, in verse 10, right here, Isaiah 43, you saw that, right? You are my witnesses, declares the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen. So imagine that is everyone that's listening to this broadcast or you're searching at least. If you want to be his servant, if you are his witnesses, what does he, what does he say here? So that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. So he wants you to, this is important to him. Again, know, believe, and understand. What? Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be after me. And it goes on, I, even I, and the Lord, and apart from me, there is no Savior. So, guys, this is real important to understand and believe and know who the true God is. Right? I'm going to go back to the to the Word the Word document now and finish up about the Holy Spirit here. So, again, the Holy Spirit has life, a will, is omniscient and eternal, and is omnipresent. A force could not possess all these attributes, but the Holy Spirit does. Trinity means tri-unity, one God, three persons. Unity and monotheism are vital to the understanding of the Trinity. Now, here's another interesting thing. If you look at the Old Testament, it also points to the Trinity in several places, right? In Genesis 1, 1 and 2, we read in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. In the very beginning of God's revelation of Himself, we read of two persons, God and the Holy Spirit. Very clearly there, right? In the Bible, both God and the Father and Jesus are called shepherd, judge, and savior. Both are called the pierced one. In the same verse in Zechariah 12:10, Christ is the exact representation of God, the Father having the same nature in Hebrews 1:3. There is some sense in which everything the Father does, the Son and the Spirit also do, and vice versa. They are always in perfect agreement in every moment, and all three equal only one God. And that's what we were talking about before in Deuteronomy 6.4, where you see here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's, Jesus quoted that later, right, in the book of John, when he was talking, talking to them. So we know that, that, and, that is, and that is what I was talking about, the name was, the, if you go back to the original Hebrew, the Lord is Jehovah. The Jehovah are Elohim. The Jehovah is one. 
right? So the personal God, the great God. So, so he's so a lot of cults separate those two, right? That's not the one, one and the same. And we can uh, we can believe that. That's why this study is important. I believe is to really make sure that we've got the foundational God, Jesus, and gospel, right? Um, I have a whole other teaching on the gospel part of that. It's 100% Jesus and 0% um, um, you, our works, 0% our works, right? But again, it doesn't really matter if you have the right gospel if you have the wrong Jesus. So that's why we're focusing on this. Knowing that Christ is God and has all the attributes of God aids our understanding of Jesus as the creator. Elohim is a plural name, single verb, that may hint toward the Trinity as well. Uh, back to some of the my favorite verses in the Bible. In Exodus 3, 13-14, Moses said to God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say to them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God answers to Moses, says, I am that I am. Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Here God, when asked to identify himself, says in effect, I am, I am, I am. Potentially having them tell the children of Israel that the triune God has sent you. In Deuteronomy 6, 4, the great Shum prayer in Judaism, uh, God says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is, is one Lord. Again, we see the three in one, the Lord, God, and the Lord, one. In Isaiah 6, 3, we see that the Lord of hosts is not merely holy, but holy, holy, holy. Again, one Lord, but three times holy. Also, the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament speaks of a God, identifies himself with God, and exercises responsibilities of God. All over in Genesis, you see that in Exodus and Judges and Samuel and Zechariah. In several of these appearances, those who saw the angel of the Lord feared for their lives because they had seen the Lord. Many people call this a Christophany. There, therefore, it is clear that in at least some instances, the angel of the Lord is a theophany, an appearance of God in physical form. The appearances of the angel of the Lord cease after the incarnation of Christ. Angels are mentioned numerous times in the New Testament, but the angel of the Lord is never mentioned in the New Testament after the birth of Christ. Logically, Jesus would, have, would be active and manifest in the world in the Old Testament. Whatever the case, whether the angel of the Lord was a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ, a Christophany, or an appearance of God, the Father, a Theophany, it is highly likely that the phrase, the angel of the Lord, usually identifies the physical appearance of God. I think they're Christophanies, many of them in the Old Testament, right? Where Christ was literally coming. I think the fourth man in the fire was actually Christ, right? The angel of the God, they, they even, even, even the king said, there's a fourth man in the fire and, and it's like, it's, a, it's, a, it's like the son of God. It's an angel, like a son of God, right? Here's the most convincing to me, and this is my personal opinion. Psalm 110, the Lord said to my God, sit at my right hand. This is a personal name of God, Adonai, right? That we've talked about. God is having a conversation with David's Lord. This is a complex piece of scripture that a lot of people interpret different ways. So I just want to let you know, this is, this is different, different people say it. But in Matthew 22, 44, Jesus confuses the Jewish experts in the law with this. 
So Jesus shows that he is both David's son and David's Lord. So you can see here, it says that the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. Later in the Psalm, one, Psalm 110, one, uh, four, I'm sorry, Psalm 110.4, God says, you will become the priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, which is what, God, what, what Christ became, the final sacrifice that only God's sacrifice could become. So yes, I believe Abraham and the prophets were always worshiping the one and only triune God although they may have not explicitly thought of it this way, right? They were, you know, the average Jewish person doesn't think of a, tri of a triune God, but I believe they, they were actually worshiping it all the time. So here's the conclusion here, and then we'll worship with some more songs before we wrap up. If you have any questions or thoughts, type them into the chat. Again, I can post them up here on the board. So uh, you can type that into uh, the Rumble rants I'm looking at as well as backstage, okay? This is conclusion. In conclusion, we see that the Trinity is clearly taught in the Bible because it clearly teaches there is only one God and the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are, are three separate persons and with the same divine nature. One God, three persons, right? There's, a, there's some people that believe that, um, that, that I believe is a really bad teaching that these are not separate. Right, that there are Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But even like when you saw Jesus be baptized, he was baptized there by John, right? So Jesus was in physical form. And and the dove came down representing the Holy Spirit, right? It's two separate things. And then you had God speaking, this is my son who I'm well pleased. Very, very clearly, you see three separate beings, but they're all one God, one Godhead. It's very important. One God, three persons. The one true God is the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Trinity was not a teaching created by others later. In it, clearly, is in the text of the Bible. A Bible that I can show you is reliable, that you can trust. The true Jesus does not leave us a choice. If we deny he's the second person of the Trinity, if we deny he was God in flesh, if we deny he was at the point of creation, if we deny he can forgive sins and we should worship him, then we deny the only true Jesus and the only true gospel and the only true God. The Almighty Father, the King of Kings, and our only Savior. So I just have a prayer here at the end. Um, so pray this with me. Father, may those who really seek you please open their mind to what you want us all to know, who you are. What is your nature? How do we please you? And these questions to each person's heart. Answer these questions to each person's heart, Lord. May your truth be revealed as we open our minds to the one true God. We pray to the one true God. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo. Again, I found a lot of this material in uh, gotquestions.org, the Trinity in the Bible. Just to let you know, these guys are um, evangelical teachers, and there's some a lot of things when it comes to the power of Holy Spirit and the activity of the Holy Spirit today that I believe they teach incorrectly. Okay, so just be a little careful of gotquestions.org when it comes to God's doing amazing things. And it's going to be with the power and authority that we have here on Christ. And we're going to do greater works in Jesus, as John 14, 12, as Jesus tells us, right? As we come together as a body of Christ. What a time to, what a time to celebrate. What a time to be alive. And let's understand 
how powerful the name of Jesus is. And we can speak that name over every situation. And that's what this next song was, one of our newer songs. It's called Speak Jesus. And Annette, would you mind reading this? <laughs> Pause. Number one, I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and mind. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10:9. And a second, declaring there is hope and freedom. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. 1 Peter 1:3b. For freedom Christ has set us free. Galatians 5.1a And a third, your name is power and healing and life. Behold, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Luke 10.19 Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. John 14.6a And the fourth, you break every stronghold and burn like a fire, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Second Corinthians 10.4 For our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12.29 mm. Let's speak Jesus over everything. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus
consuming fire. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Now read this one. This is, um, Great are you, Lord. For great is the Lord and great to be praised. He is to be feared above all all gods for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols but the lord made the heavens is that not in the what we just uh, talked about is your it's your breath in our lungs is the second lyric in this then the lord god formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils a breath of life and the man became a living creature we are created he is not third part of this says you give life you are love anyone who does not love God does not know God because God is love and then this fourth lyric in the song says you bring light into the darkness in him was life and the life was a light of men 
and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. John 1, 4 through 5. He also says, I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. That's John 12, 46. So let's remember, guys. He brings light into darkness. He gives life. He's love. He's the breath in our lungs. To the God we serve. Great are you, Lord. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that's broken. And great are you, Lord. It's your shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness.
by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. The, uh, we'll get back to the made that last song um, as we wipe out. I did, did want to just point you guys to a few things um, before we do one more song and pray. Um, is is that there's just a lot of ways to get involved um, further with this ministry, um, and the best way to really learn all that is just to download the app, the B2T Ministries app. Right? It's a it's a brand new one. It's getting great reviews. There's like 30 things in this this uh, this ministry, and, and now you have a little a, a real easy way to scroll through there and hit it and find things like teaching clips of less than 60 seconds of, of me, and then same with Gus, and then you have also uh, links to the searchy platform, so you can search the prophets' words, like to search Israel, search Netanyahu, and see what are the prophets saying about that, so you don't get led astray to what um, some truther movements are telling you inaccurately. Um, to understand different topics, uh, you can search all that on the Searchy platform. Um, be able to quickly find all the lyrics and and the, the scriptures we've attached to every one of these songs. You can find that within the praise and prayer and word and worship areas. There's everything's in one area at your fingertips. Again, so go just go to blessedtoteach.com/apps. Um, I'll show the, show you that right here as well on on the screen. And you, there's a QR code where you can just put your phone, your camera up on that, and it'll bring you right to this site. You'll be able to download both of our apps, actually. There's neighborhood.social is our Facebook replacement platform. That's where we're chatting with each other. That's where we're doing Zoom groups together when we're not backstage. Um, we're doing all kinds of things. And um, if you go to the neighborhood.social, you can just type neighborhood.social or download that app. Um, again, whether it's a Google store or the app store, You'll come to the, the right here. You can see the Christ and the lion and the cross all there um, as the Christian Impactor platform. It's quite cool. And uh, you will have a link here to download the app as well, by the way, just at neighborhood.social. But the groups are, are really kind of something special. It's really what a big part of this ministry. And we call them biblical Zoom groups, right? And so these are, these are just people on Zoom that are going to be doing Bible-based teaching or, and um, doing different types of things to really just be able to, to prepare each other as disciples, understand how to do inner healing and deliverance, understand how to uh, do intercessory prayer, how to build disciples, right? And um, you'll see that each one of these meet at a different time. We put them in CST, that's just because where I'm in Dallas there. Healing and deliverance is Monday at noon. You got, uh, but again, these are, these are anybody in the world can join these right because all it is is a link to the zoom once you open up like this healing and deliverance which meets at noon on on sundays you and, and this is this is based on some beautiful training that we have from uh, scott bitcoin who's done fourteen thousand plus individual um healings and deliverances inner healing and deliverance right and he's also trained eighty-five thousand people including our teams right and but if you want to learn more go to this group on on, on noon on on Monday right and you'll see right here in the in group info which you'll find on the info thing on your phone as well there will be um, oh she's gonna be putting the link we always want the link to the actual um, zoom you can see it right it's right here they put it right here 
but uh, I'll, I'll make sure Paula gets that in the, the, the link. Will always should always be in the group info on all of these. I think they all are on all the others. And so same same with this. So if you, again, go to groups and just hit Biblical Zoom groups. They're the first ones here. That's the healing deliverance you'll see right here. It's healthy lifestyles. Um, Katie did started this. She's just got a great story. That's Wednesdays at one o'clock. Grow in grace and truth. Noon um, here. Holy Spirit firepower. Saturday, 2 p.m. Um, you have God Squad. Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Noon on Tuesday. PCR. Tuesday night after the show and Thursday mornings at 11 CST. Courts of Heaven, 3 p.m. CST. Uh, Prayer Warrior Bible Study, um, often led by guests and other great teachers, after uh, Wednesday after the show, around 7 p.m. CST. So all these opportunities that you can be involved with. Plus, you can chat with people here with a kind of like a Facebook Messenger, but it's a, but it's our chat. And uh, I think you guys will really enjoy this platform. Uh, download those two things again at letsteach.com/apps, or just use that QR code. Link down in the video as well. So uh, no no reason why you can't uh, get linked in with the with the with the ministry in a bigger way. And then uh, we invite you to do the, just that. We can also become a partner in this ministry where we have an intercessory prayer group that that looks through all our partners and prays for you that that name and the families every single week, as well as you'll get um, special exclusive updates on what we're doing in the ministry. If you're interested in doing that, just go to the blessedseach.com slash donations. And um, that will be, I'm going to show you a couple of things that uh, Paul will put up here too. This is the blessedseach.com slash apps and then blessedseach.com slash donations. When you do that, you can also get there from um, here, from, from the website and everything is you, you basically just give any, even a, I, I don't think it can be under a dollar, but at a dollar a month, you could get that prayer from intercessory prayer as well as uh, just be reaping um, as as God as you sow as the most important thing. And but you get also exclusive ministry updates. There's another QR code you can just use the phone for that, and uh, or you can just text give to eight three three two zero nine twenty three ninety three. So that's just the number they've given us eight three three two zero nine twenty three ninety three. You type give, it'll put you right into the screen as well. Um, uh, or you just type in uh, the link down below in the video or go to that blessedteach.com slash uh, uh, donations. All right, with that, we'll pray after this last song. Um, if there's any, any other discussion items or things, put them in the chat. I'd uh, love to understand what songs you love and what we should be doing. Um, let me know what your favorite song was we played tonight. We played, we played Lord, I Need You. What was your favorite one? Your Grace is Enough. We played Raise a Hallelujah. We played Open the Eyes of Our Heart. We played What a Beautiful Name. We played first, uh, oh, I think, and then we went to What a Beautiful Name. Oh, then I went to Speak Jesus, didn't I? I skipped a couple here. We did Speak Jesus. And Great Are You, Lord. I'm just getting these in the right order now. So, all right. Now, we're going to end with this song called First Things First. Um, because God really wanted to make sure. For Annette saying, raise a hallelujah was her favorite. What was your favorite? Um, again, raise a hallelujah. Your grace is enough. Lord, I need you. Open the eyes of my heart. What a beautiful name. Speak Jesus. Great are you, Lord. Um, those are the songs. Which one was your favorite? Type that into the chat, or if you're even watching the recording, type it into the area. 
I'm gonna give those one last time. We sang, we, we worship to Lord, I need you. Your grace is enough. Raise a hallelujah. Open the eyes of my heart. What a beautiful name. Speak Jesus. Great are you, Lord. All right. Which one was your favorite? All right. So with that, we're going to go into our last song before we pray out. Um, I speak Jesus is another one somebody said. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. First things first. Consumed by fire. This is his. No, this is a long one that has a, some at the bottom. I'll do this one. The first things first. I'll seek your will, not my own. Right to Matthew 6.33, right? But seek first his kingdom of God and righteousness, and all these things will be added to you and your word. So that is, uh, other people are talking about speak. Jesus is a very popular one as well. Um, to live your truth, walk your ways, all my desires reverse. This is so key that we reverse our desires and we just put him first, right? Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The one who comes to the Father, no one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. And the word, the world is passing away along with all its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Out of 1 John 2, 17. That's through the will of God, right? The third, I guess, uh, third um, lyric here, or bar, says, all things I held dear. What to do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame that are satisfied. What would I gain if my soul's the price? That's why it says, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth. Lay treasures in heaven, Matthew 6, 19. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he forfeits his soul? Out of Matthew 16, 26. Fourth verse is, I don't want to love what the world loves or chase what the world does. I only want you. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. From 1 John 2.15 For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Of 1 John 5.4 God will start speaking to you if you just put him first. All the things that I had the vanities the whispered in my ear what would I do if they all disappear? Riches and fame and all that they could buy I've come to find they never satisfy What would I gain if my soul's a prize? I don't want to love what the world loves I don't want to chase what the world does
I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So we just learned about that, right? Remember, the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel is all about the Trinity, and it's not something that was made up later. Uh, people say the word Trinity is not in the Bible, and there's a term rapture, and there's a lot of terms that we use theologically that, um, that are not in the Bible. But it clearly, clearly teaches there's one God, and there will never be another one like him. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the first cause. He's always existed, and he is love. He's the King of Kings. He's, the, he's so many things that we just talked about in that song about the lily, the valley, the rose of Sharon. He's this the great amen. He's a great I am. And he, is, he, he has three persons, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Remember, that is exactly what the Bible teaches. It's as clear as day. And if you look at all the scriptures I sent you, get a copy of all the scriptures if you go to blessedteach.com and uh, sign up for the show notes. And that whole letter you'll get um, on Tuesday morning as I do my Monday night show notes, right? And so every Tuesday from Friday, you're going to get a summary of what we talked about on the show and every single link that I share. So uh, sign up for those show notes there. I think you'll enjoy those. But let me pray. It was a wonderful time to spend with you this morning. Um, boy, I just realized it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> usually do this about an hour and a half, but I, I, I went over, over didn't real, had no time to escape, escape me today. Um, but let me pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much again for everyone that's listening to my voice right now. Um, Lord, whether they're listening to this live or the recording. And you just bless them with this music. Bless them with your presence when we sing this, whether, again, even if it's on recording, that you're just there with them as they are worshiping you. And most importantly, may they get the word of the God in their hearts and come to you each day with a renewed mind. They'll put you first. Lord, just allow us to do that. Amplify our time so that can be possible. As we come to you, you even told me you'd amplify our time because you would be eliminating non-important distractions that the enemy has us. The enemy does everything he can to distract us, to keep you to not be first in their lives. And I pray that, that we eliminate that. And I pray for unity that comes back into the body of Christ like never before. Unity into the families and friends of those people that listen to my voice right now. That the deception will be the spirit of deception across all the lands will be just decimated by the spirit of truth and you are truth lord so we pray for you to come into the lives of not only us that are listening to this but our families and friends and that's the division that's this globalist cabal have caused on a purposeful way uh, lord we denounce that by the mighty name of jesus and the power of his name we bind the powers and authorities and rulers of this dark world lord and we loose angels of all ranks and divisions to help us stay on that path and to unite our families once again as you pull the scales off the eyes of those who don't understand who you are and don't understand what this globalist cabal is really trying to do to this world we love you lord and we cannot wait as the best is yet to come we say these things in the name of jesus amen all right thank you so much for joining us here on this sunday morning uh, we do this every, again, Word and Worship on Friday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 10 a.m. Central Time. God bless you guys. And uh, thank you, Annette, and also Pam, I know, for worshiping with me uh, live here on, in Backstage Studio. We would love to have more of you do that, too. Join us backstage. That's free as well. Blessteach.com. Hit the Backstage tab. Love you all. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
The recording has stopped.